Uh, hey, it's, it's the Low Life, Life Podcast. Podcast. Do you know anything about that? Zip them up. Uh, it's <laughs> the Low Life Podcast. This is your boy, Coy Ops Miguel Cuddy here in the year 2024. The future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's, That's uh, I just said everything. Like yeah, I said to yeah. the fellow that toasted me on New Year's Eve uh, at midnight or at 11.59 p.m. Yeah. It's going to suck. It's going <laughs> to suck this year. This yeah. year is yep. going to suck so yes. hard. Yep. It's um, gonna get worse. Yeah. Oh boy! Oh boy! It's it's just it, like I, I noticed on uh, well, like it, it, there's other all, people. It already here. Hold did up. not there's start other... out well. Ah! You guys are here. Uh, Shadow Link. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Scum. Hi. Uh, Zero. Hello. All right. Cool. Let's get back to the whole thing that I, I, yeah, I, all the influencers and stuff that get forced into my various feeds. I'm not seeing a lot of them being like 2024 is my year. I'm not seeing it. I think subconsciously, after four years of plague and knowing that this is a uh, fucking election year with oh, a God. Nazi insurrectionist that still is in jail for some fucking reason, and yeah. you know we're already seeing uh, his calls to violence. <sighs> um, yeah, it's going to be a shitty year, guys. Sorry. I don't yeah, yeah. That's gonna yeah I, I hope you guys got to see uh, Godzilla minus one in the theaters last year because that's as good as it gets. Well, I was going to say, yeah, great, great previews though, leading up to this season. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Ooh. I'm excited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. This this year already started like dog shit. Like it's it, it already sucks. I'm I'm just pissed off all the time. Just <laughs> Dude, fuck it. Clutch, clutch isn't even playing like DC or Maryland. God damn, it. that's yeah, they're, they're playing like Richmond, and I think the closest one might be Delaware. <laughs> they're like, like, yeah, fuck they're, that. We're not playing yeah, there. Wow. We're not going there. That like, I do not blame you, Clutch. They're just stay away stay away as far as you can no as far as possible no i'd like to see you in concert again that'd be great (laughs) anyhow point ups i'm sorry but like you're just in the wrong neighborhood man (laughs) it's a bad neighborhood uh, yeah yeah the mean streets of uh, arlington virginia (laughs) (laughs) you'd be tough you know yeah, yeah. All, all of my upbringing didn't prepare me for this. There's, there's not enough. <laughs> that I believe. That I actually 100% there's believe. There's not enough, like, there aren't enough biker bars around there for, for Clutch to, to feel <laughs> there, safe. There are more than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd still be closer than Richmond, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, It's just weird because Clutch is a little bit of a religion. And, you know, Southern Maryland, Northern Virginia, Clutch is big. Yeah, yeah, this is their home stomping grounds. And it's funny that they're just like, ah, fuck it. 
You know, I respect it. I just, it makes me sad. Uh, I wish they were like the, Columbus. They're playing Columbus, you know, and it's, it's, it'd be great to see them, especially if they got some new stuff coming out. But even so, it doesn't matter because I haven't seen them since fucking first album tour, you know, and it's like, I need to kind of circle that square. It's just mm-hmm. making yeah. me sad. Uh, hey, uh, before we get started, I just wanted to mention that we have a Patreon. We no. do. It is yeah. shameless self promotion. Yes. We're, we're doing it up top now because yeah. we've, been, we've been really good about forgetting and <laughs> also putting it like at the end and even forgetting to put it at the end. So we should mention that we also are going to be implementing a new funky thing where uh, the Patreon at the $5 and up level will get to. <laughs> oh, you fuckers. <laughs> we are giving you the option to decide an episode. We're going to be doing a series of polls on the $5 and up levels of the Patreon. You we're have gonna make- power. You yeah. will have power to fuck with us in you incredible ways. Power. Yeah, and we're going to give you those options. Basically, the way it's going to start out is like uh, there'll be various weeks. Like every week, we'll change it, and it might be three, might be four steps. Who knows? And it might not be like the next episode either, because we're going to want to, you know, give it its due. But you know, we're going to start with like you know, you, you could vote for the type of episode, and then like uh, after you pick like the type of episode, whether it's like news, deep dive, interview, whatever, you know some media review or something like that. We'll go on and figure out like what type of media, you know yeah. what I mean? We'll take it step yeah. by step so that you can kind of like get inside our heads and, you know, mess with us a little bit. And then on the back end of that, everybody gets to listen to the episode. Like that's not going to be behind the paywall. So no, no, you're just going to have a chance to like, maybe one of us does an episode. We're not necessarily versed in. Oh, see, that's the thing. The last question is going to be who leads the episode. And so you can really, really like give us some dog shit. Like you can, you could make me like, I don't know, fucking talk about musicals. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear coin ops talk about teledildonics? Because that's the thing. We're going to mash it up where it's like, you would expect me to happily talk about teledildonics. Yeah. In a four part. However, epic, which is probably going to happen. However, if you want someone who would be extremely uncomfortable about it, like, say, coin ops, do it comfortable about it. Teledildonics. It'll be funnier if the wrong host is picked. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. We're giving giving you this is this is going to be a disaster. I'm regretting this already. Yeah. (laughs) The more we explain it, the more I'm regretting it, too. Hey, scum, back off your mic a little bit. You're too loud now. <laughs> we should mention that um, we're also recording this, uh, at least uh, Zero and I, in, uh, and, and scum, yep. um, in some absolute biblical fucking rain. It's terrible. Yeah. Listen, guys, in the dystopia, it's raining all the time. Oh. Okay. We should mention it's 60 degrees and it's yeah. January 9th. What the Young. fuck? Dude, so, I got like a non-ironic Silent Hill storm siren like just a few hours ago. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's really wild. They closed the schools early. Yep, for rain. Yes, for rain. So uh, enjoy so this. Wrong. It's winter. so wrong. Jesus Christ! What is happening? What is happening? We used to be a proper country, right? We used to be a proper country. Yeah. No. <laughs> then the rains came. I'm telling you, it's really uh, funny because they... world. It's water world, you guys. It's Can't wait. Well, it's good that you can, you know, just drink your own piss. Yeah, yeah, you can, yeah, you yeah. can just do it's, that. You could punch Kevin Conroy. It's fucking great. He was in that, right? Who's Kevin know, Conroy? Kevin Coster. Kevin, Kevin Conroy was Batman. Conroy. Oh, he was the voice actor. He passed recently. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. Yeah. Oh, I have Batman on the brain, and we'll get to that in this episode. Actually, Scum, why are you so fucking loud? 
I don't it's, know. All right, so we're Zencaster's been doing this real fun thing where it just like makes zero sound like he's in Arizona. Like I'm a million yeah. miles away from the microphone. Keep uh, an eye on your waveform if you can. Am I, I good think now? It's picking up uh, the exuberance in your voice, there, scum. That's what it is. Am mm-hmm. I okay now? Is this good well, distance? Yeah, you're you're absolutely. You've buried the needle. Uh, on a whole bunch of this stuff. If you laugh, turn your head away. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Just for the, yeah. I don't. Why are you excited? Why are you enthusiastic? <laughs> this isn't supposed to be entertaining. Oh, We're a man. serious oh. informational fucking broadcast. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll be doing this for how long and the audio still fucks with us. It's incredible. Yeah. I think we're about to cut the cord here. I, 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 just, I don't know. Yeah, I think we might have to like bury Zencaster. <laughs> Logic just had a great update that does all sorts of really fun mastering things that I was relying on this to do. And it's like, well, all right. So yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. other options, I save myself 20 bucks a month. Exactly. I, uh, all right. So this episode, now that we're seven and almost eight minutes into it, is uh, it's about the public domain and how a bunch of stuff just came out. And you're allowed to basically do brain graffiti all over it now forever Yay. and ever. Yeah. Um, Scum, you got a little background on this for us here, right? I do. Let me just get to, the, to put my glasses on like a professional and turn Hold on, hold page. on. One, one second. Sorry. Uh, Scum, give, give us the Patreon info one more time. And uh, uh, I have some news. Some news for the. For, oh, for yeah. Oh, shit. We skipped a step. Fuck. Nah. <laughs> patreon.com slash neon dystopia drop us drop us a few bucks if you were so inclined so we mm. can avoid sponsors such as this yeah so uh horrible sponsors we we, we get approached a lot by sponsors uh we've been saying no up until this point we really want to just rely on our donations uh and, and as i said before if even just one of every one of our million listeners sent us a dollar we would be <laughs> you know able to confidently say no to these kinds of offers but uh, so the first one we're entertaining here, and again, we haven't said yes to any of these yes, but looking at it, it's, uh, uh, okay, let me put the list here. None of them are great. Starbies? Starbies. Starbies? Oh, Starbies. Yeah. Uh, the okay. first name in hot seasonal liquid meats. Starbies, come on down today to enjoy, uh, enjoy <laughs> a delicious, foamy, ice-stinging, horsey sausage Starbies, we have the liquid meats. Wow. I want, wow. I want to, I want... And I, have you. I want a Jew. I, I wasn't hungry Jew. until I started reading this. I want to. I want to. I want a cold brew Oju. <laughs> there it is. That sounds exactly like the opposite of what coffee should do to you. That will put you into an instant food coma. Boy, I, I I just love drinking my hot cup of gravy in the morning. <laughs> I think it's it's caffeinated gravy, so it just it's like a speed uh, up, okay. and down, up and down. Yeah, <laughs> when are we selling out? I need this. Yeah, so I, again, that's a horrible sponsor, and we would really rather not rely on them, so we, we would direct you again to our Patreon. Uh, pa- at patreon.com slash neon dystopia, where there you get to vote on the $5 or higher tiers What at what episode we will occasionally do and yeah. you will make our lives probably miserable, and I can't yeah. wait. I'm going to go brew some bullion real quick. <laughs> and, and actually, before we get into our, our, our message, our RP uh, topic today, just a, a little story against suburban weirdness, and I think it kind of leads into this. There was um, So we had a lot of rain lately, so a, a lot of the rodents that live around here have been kind of getting up out of their holes and trying to get out of the wet. And uh, this morning, the weirdest thing, we went into my car, and I think it's probably just a coincidence, but we went to our car. And somehow we had a, a water bottle, a little, uh, maybe like a half liter water bottle in the center console. And uh, my wife goes to take a drink of it. And as she's leaning it back, she notices there's a dead rat inside of the bottle. Somehow a rat crawled up inside of our car to get out of the rain, probably attracted by a Cheeto or errant uh, Cheerio. 
and um, decided he wanted to drink, got into the water bottle, could not get himself out, and expired. Um, you know, that's the story that I'm telling myself in my head. However, given the Whoa. subject of today's episode, I'm wondering if uh, if Big D isn't sending a message. You know Walt's I mean? frozen if, head is just sitting there like, let him know it was me. The mouse, man. The mouse gets his due, I'm telling you. Uh, well, I'm not saying that's up, what it was. Give but- him an offer he can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> you come to me on this day, Steve Boat Willie going into public domain. Queen Boat Willie sleeps with the Evian. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm just crazy. Oh. Maybe I think too much about oh. these things. I don't know. It could just oh. probably just an accident. It's probably just Max. Molto bene. Fuck, man. Oh, man. Yo, oh, no. Oh, no. I have an idea now. Oh, See, no. Now, oh. like, we were going to save this for the very end of the episode where we were going to, like, it, we'll still do that. But I have a, I have to say this now before I forget. I'm going to take Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. All of his dialogue. I'm going <laughs> to cut the dialogue from Jared Leto in House of Gucci. <laughs> Splice it in. I like where you're going with this. I think this could be a good mashup. Oh, um, man. oh man. And you were legally allowed to do that now. Uh, yeah. Guillermo. It's a transformative work. Oh, so what? Oh, yeah. God. So, me. What did you guys do? About these. Oh. So, so, Scum, what is I the public know, domain? I don't even know what I wrote anymore. Like, <laughs> All right, because it, it literally says in my notes, what the fuck is the public domain? Mm-hmm. Um, public domain is the magical place where all the creative works with no exclusive intellectual property rights apply. Because these works have no exclusive rights attached to them, uh, you may and you may use them or reference them as much as you like. Uh, mm-hmm. Information demands to be free. The mouse won't kill you. Hack the planet. Yeah. The more you Information know. wants to be free. <laughs> So you get basically books that were published before 1929 and yeah, like no, movies I, I, that were oh, before yeah. 1925, which there aren't that yeah. many. But yeah, like, I'm not going to go yeah. into like ancient history of what the fuck domain is in the origins of the word domain. I mean, it goes back to like ancient Rome. Rome, Rome. it goes yeah, back like to like pre-Roman like <laughs> shit. But the term... And we even touched on it a little bit, I think, when we were doing the piracy episodes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we actually did, which is wild. Uh mm. Go listen to past episodes. Listen, give us views, buy, consume. Uh, but the term, but the term, quote, fall into the public domain was first used in like mid 19th century France to describe the end of a copyright term. And it was kind of not used like well, because the idea of it was basically treated as if you're throwing something into a fucking pit. Right. Yes. Uh, in my pit, if you will. Yeah, like the idea that like, oh, these things aren't worth shit because no one like they're not copyrighted. I think some they're poet, not owned. So yeah, uh, I think some poet like fucking said something mm, about it. Mozart's work can be yes, yeah, but not Absolutely. Mozart's body, which was literally thrown into a pit. Ah, ah, yes. <laughs> yep, <laughs> but I'm ching. Uh, for books, they go into public domain if it was written with no copyright at all, uh, a book created without a license, or uh, or just the copyright expired or was just straight uh, up forfeited. You, you have to have a license to write a book? Some pla- I don't know. Some places, like, you know, publishing licenses, shit like that. Like, oh, this, gotcha. like, what I'm talking oh, about right now is, like, this is a global thing. 
Yeah, it's I, not yeah. like a driver's license. It's no, more like I'm going to be an a established li- distributor. You know, yeah. Like, again, because I had to sum this down to like two pages of notes and not like make this a five hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because this is like a global thing. I will be yeah. a little America centric in a second, but like that's basically how it works. Uh, in uh, in most countries, copyright expires the first day of January plus seventy years after the uh, the author's death, unless you are mm-hmm. fucking Mexico, mm-hmm. which. Some places, okay, some places in the world have like permanent fucking copyright, as in this will never fall into public domain. I think the UK has it for like royal, royal dumb shit. They, or, yeah, wait, what do they, they have this one thing that has, that will never they have a ever. Stamp of the Queen, like a stamp of royalty or something. Like there, they, there's, they, there's they have a song that. or something, there, or, or like a movie or something. Yeah. Like, like it's, yeah, they have this royal thing. As long as there is monarchy, yeah. this will be owned. Yes. That's yeah. UK has that. Uh, Mexico has like, like seventy, like seventy years, like the lifetime of the dude, and then like a hundred plus, and then something mm-hmm. else. They have mm-hmm. really long copyright in Mexico. Yeah. In the U.S., the U.S. is unique that every book before 1929 is in the public domain. Uh, U.S. copyright lasts for 95 years for books published between 1929 to 1978. If copyright was uh, registered and maintained. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, the works of, say, Edgar Allan Poe, Jane Austen, Lewis Carroll, are all public domain worldwide as they died over well over 100 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, so go, go nuts on Frankenstein. Yeah, do it. Yeah. It's a good story. You should have fun. Everyone's been doing it for so yeah. fucking long. <clears throat> you should definitely read that book. You should. You should read Frankenstein. You know, I understand the monster was the victim all <laughs> along. <laughs> Just well, shit. Twist. Maybe choke on my Red Bull, which would have been an ignoble <laughs> ending to this. That would have been an incredible way to end this series. Oh, <laughs> death on a Red Bull. Oh, a, it was a dark and stormy night. The boys had it, audio problems. Quinn <laughs> <Coyotes> fucking died <laughs> from a blue Red Bull. Oh, that, no, that's the worst. That would be <laughs> fucking pathetic. Take the Red Bull. Take the blue bull. Um, you choke on either. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Music. It's uh, been a long time. Since we have recorded, yeah, we took like, um, yeah, our break yeah, has been like two, three weeks. Right? Mm-hmm. Red Bull yeah. and Blue Bull, you mix into a Schlitz, Jesus, hell's <laughs> fucking wish. It's in the family. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh my god, I can't fucking see. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical blindness, Jesus. Are you drinking oh, the, the Red no, Bull? Just- Blue no, Bull mixture too? No, just thinking the joke I made that coin ops can't stop drinking, not for health reasons, but for like deep occult reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm doing dry January. You should all know this. Yeah. And so here's what I'm noticing is that I'm having too much energy. As an aside, I was going to tell the story before when we were recording, but like oh, I'll tell it now. First day I bartended here in uh, DC or in, in Virginia, um, I was just like hey, nervous energy, nervous energy, right? And these bars like. You know, you got to take the glasses back, get them washed. And when they come out, they're a little hot. So, you know, sometimes you got to like let them cool off before you throw like ice in them or whatever and stuff like that. And I had one. I was about to pour a pint in it and it exploded in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) It like literally turned to crystal. Like, and I was just like, I am too powerful. Cold That's that's it. And um, that hasn't happened uh, in years because (laughs) I've been drinking too much. And now I'm not drinking and I feel it coming back. And I think it's fucking with Zencaster. Yes. (laughs) This is going to be the season, guys. It's going to be a good one. 
Yeah. Weird, weird yeah. energies. Yeah. Alcoholism uh, so, was my way of tying one arm behind my back to take on the world, and now, <laughs> fuck, man. That's, oh, the kid gloves are coming off. Yeah, we got a super weapon on our side. What podcast could say that? Gotta anyway. help you if I get my hands on amphetamines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, music. This ties into you, coin ops. Uh, yeah, m- music. The first language spoken by humanity has mm-hmm. always been kind of preserved in the public domain. Like 4,000 years ago, the ancient Mesopotamians were preserving their systems of how to make music. They heard like, somebody fart funny and went, oh, yeah. there's, there's something there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's the same thing with, like, composers in the 17th century, like, doing sheet music. Like, we've, mm-hmm. always, like, we've always documented how we make music and how we, who owns what. So originally- yeah. And we most- actually, we did, we did talk about, like, the counterfeiting issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was incredible. It's batshit. It's how I want to go out, just defending my printing press. Right. It's how I want to go out. And anyway, so originally in most places you would treat like the publishing of music composition like you would a book. Mm-hmm. Then recording technology became real cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's largely seen globe. I love this. It's largely like th- what I was researching, taking this from, it was like, it's just like the biggest copyright basically is like it's seen as hack to take someone else's composition. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's really yeah. the biggest protection, like composition music. Like, Shame. Like, very day class A, very day class A. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Like Shame it's, it's, a, it's a weirdly human thing. Yeah. Uh, it, in the U S there is a distinction between musical composition and sound record. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the actual sheet music. The other is the rec- recording performed by the artist, including mm-hmm. CDs, LPs and uh, sound files. Yeah. Published musical composition before 1925 is all public domain. Go wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, recorded music, sound recordings, do not enter the public domain until like 2021, between 2021 and 2067. So mm-hmm. everything you're hearing now isn't quite there yet. Right, right, right. Which is, I thought was really interesting, but then you have to think of like studi- like big studios and how they own certain oh, shit, aspects man. of music and how and that works. You don't have to go that far. Well, I mean, I'm an old fuck, but like, before I we were born, like in the '60s and stuff, there were bands recording other band songs all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah I mean, you get you know at least five or set, 10, 15, 20 artists did fucking all along the Watchtower. Yeah, and, you know, it wasn't just Dylan, it wasn't just Hendrix. There was tons of people who did it. I think Three Dog Night has a cut. Um, well, I mean, I yeah, I think Give Me was, Shelter by the Stones. I think like tons the further of back you go, the further back you go in in at least American history, the more you'll find examples of people just doing different renditions of the same song because oh, yeah. it was folk music back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now it's I mean, all copyrighted it, shit. It wasn't had, too long ago that including there was... the Star Spangled Banner for Christ's sake. Yeah. That was yeah. an English drinking song. They put new words on it. Yeah. Yeah. There was some, uh, it wasn't that long. God, I want to say it was like maybe the 2000s or something like that. There was a country artist and an R&B artist who simuled like very close together, if not simultaneously. And Mm -hmm. I cannot remember the names of either of them, but it was the same song, but Mm -hmm. with two wildly different arrangements. They were both hits in their you know respective genres and stuff like that. It was really interesting to, man, it might have been further fucking back than that now that I think about it. But I it was a it. song that had been covered like by I think one other person that didn't really take off, and then two other people, like some country artist guy and some like female R and B artist, yeah, each did a take on it, and it was dope. It was like, yeah. oh, that's really interesting that you can get that wildly different with well, like lyrics, could, yeah, chord arrangements. Because that's the thing: if you could get permission of the person who actually wrote the song, which yeah. is a different thing than actually right. performing it, 
then yeah. you can do whatever, you know? Yeah, licensing was a lot looser, like, back in the day. It was yeah. a lot. Uh, back in the day, it very much was. Yeah. So, depending on the date and location of where of recording, there are, like, uh, between those years, it's, like, reliant on, like, the location where you physically recorded. Uh, there are, however, plenty of organizations who record for the public domain, such as uh, MOUS Open, so Muse Open. They record, like, a classical... They re- like this is like archival shit because yeah. the the best way to archive sheet music is to play it mm-hmm. a lot of the time and then it enters public domain and then you know go crazy so there's yeah. plenty of places out there to try and preserve it uh film's a lot simpler than this uh which i thought was interesting uh film enters public domain if it never had a copyright like night of the living dead for example because mm. the people who distributed and made that film romero uh i don't know if it was romero's fault but like someone fucked up they didn't put any copyright on the actual <laughs> film on the print yeah there was no copyright on the print and so that it was like public domain so night of the living dead it's been public domain forever what a legend everybody knows about night of the living dead Uh, weird about that Uh Uh, imagine yeah because yeah it's almost like that film got famous for some reason got freely distributed and everybody could fucking Uh, watch it it's really weird y'all have uh listeners at home have uh permission to copy this and distribute it freely uh Mm -hmm. Don't steal my voice. It's my information mind. wants to be free. Yeah, don't feed it to any chat GPT yeah, that's, shit. Yeah, that, that's my only fear. Yeah. 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 Give anyway. your ass motherfucking bullshit algorithm. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so it enters the public domain if it never got stamped with copyright in the first place. Yeah. Uh, if it was released into public domain by, like, the author, like, by, by design. Mm-hmm. Or, or its copyright has expired. So basically everything before, like, 1920, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, or is it 20. also if if the original benefactor is, is dead and there's nobody they can trace the work yes, to? Yes, that applies mm-hmm. to nearly everything. Uh, I didn't take notes for this, but this is like my own experience with it. Is like sure, the sure. works is like uh, for example, like the works of Lovecraft, right? Yeah, a lot of his stuff. We everyone knows who the fuck wrote, wrote it. Everyone yeah. like knows this is very remarkable in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. However, he died. His will got fucked up, and his, his benefactor- cat had a fucked up name. It, yeah. yeah, that too. Never forget that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, like there was weird arguments between two of his like benefactors who 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 possessed the rights to his mm. work. You oh, know, yes. or in the example of like Robert E. Howard, another person from that era. I just thought maybe like H.P. Hmm? Lovecraft was a such a weirdo dipshit back in his time that like he didn't have anybody to bequeath all of his rights <laughs> to. So he, he had. He's, it's just as likely to have taken all of his writings, stuck them behind a wall, and put bricks up in front of it. You know, that's, you actually, that's actually how <laughs> we found some of his letters. <laughs> Probably oh my God. left them to his uh, cat. Which was what was uh, the name of his cat? Like no, it was mm. it was wasn't his fault. A lot of his stuff is out of his hands. <laughs> but like for example, mm-hmm. Robert E. Howard. But right? not the name of his cat. Okay. No, 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 no. So like Robert E. Howard, right? Another weird guy who, oddly enough, took a lot of stuff from stuff that was considered like open copyright as well, like the works of uh, Blavatsky, like uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So another yeah. example of using shit and trans- making it a transformative work, being be inspired. But anyway, his stuff, yeah. his family, weirdly enough, owned it until they sold it to like, I think Tencent, like not even that mm-hmm. long ago, like, mm-hmm. like, wow. like a while. Like, so Robert E. Howard, like <sighs> his works are like marketed. Yeah. Like yeah. Marvel uses like Conan the Barbarian comics, like yeah, they, yeah. they get and to that use was collaborative too. Robert E. Howard, you know, yes. they all all these went guys together, yeah, and you know decided to put that ethos into their works, and it's a yes. beautiful uh, thread that strings them all together. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that the, yeah, so like what how these things change and evolve, and how copyright works is both convoluted. It's extremely helpful because you know a lot of times copyright was kind of invented just to figure out who 
who benefits from it, right? Yeah, Which is yeah, yeah. important, you know. Yeah. We live in a capitalist society. You want to know if you can benefit from your work and make money. Mm-hmm. Which is really, yeah. you know, what well, it comes you're just down trying to. to make a living, and it is work. Exactly, it is work. So you know, absolutely. Then a corporation buys it, and then some you corporation is going to be cashing in on it every time it fucking airs. Get your cut. Exactly. Pay exactly. the fucking writer. Pay the director. Pay the yeah. actors. What the fuck? Yeah. Mm. I don't but, know why this is so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Well, you know, and here's the other thing: like, you could also, in addition to these list of people, be a cool motherfucker. You can live an exceptionally long time with a body of work that is both erudite and hilarious. And you could be Tom Lehrer. He just gave all of his shit away. You can go to his website and download all of his shit. Yeah. Like everything he's ever fucking recorded. He's like, here, have it. Rudy Rucker do things with it. recently uh, posted, I think, on his website. I believe it was Rudy Rucker. Uh, I think he posted the entire transcript of, uh, not transcript, but the um, manuscript of uh, Mirror Shades on his website. Oh, dope. Uh, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, oh, I've been meaning to read that. Yeah, it, oh, I, don't, I know I read it back in the day, but it's just like I need to read that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like as much as, as you know, obsessive as I am about cyberpunk, I really haven't read a whole lot of the OGs, unfortunately. Well, no, I mean you're you're kind of a recent convert, man. There's so much. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe what you've thrown into the fucking info pump for God's sake. Like <laughs> so much. I, we have a, I grew up with this. I, I'm like before yeah. Tron. I'm older than Tron. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, I saw that in a theater and stuff like that. And to see what like has happened from then till now. Never mind the fact that the most terrifying cyberpunk moment in any film, and I, I'll fight you over this, is when the woman is pulled into the computer in Superman 3. I'm sorry. That is nightmare <laughs> fucking fuel, dude. <laughs> Nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. I should not have been in a theater to see that. Well, here's the interesting. presence of Richard Pryor did not f- fucking save me in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the interesting one: de- uh, Shadow Link, Death Link. No, that's something else. Wow, uh, Shadow Link, uh, Death uh, Death Grips also put all their, all their discography on their website. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, oh, fuck yeah, all right, fuck yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. God, those guys are fucking awesome. And yeah, just, for a while, yeah, they had it well, on there. man. Man, I, I don't know what they're doing nowadays. Like, they haven't come out with anything since 2019, I don't think. But, they were doing some shows for a minute. Uh, all right. But, but yeah, I think they uh, stopped it because somebody threw fucking something. Well, yeah. Do. Like, well, you know about No Love Deep Web, right? Because they got signed to, I think, uh, God, who was it? Um, one of the yeah. big, uh, yeah. big, mm-hmm. big record com- big record labels. Uh, um, it like Nova Mute or something? I think it was, I, I don't know. I don't, God, I started with a vowel. I want to say wow. it was like Epic Records, but uh, okay. but that's yeah. not a thing, is it? Uh, I don't even know. know. Uh, but anyways, uh, but like they got into like a fight with these guys, not not but like arguments about the release date of No mm-hmm. Love Deep Web because yeah. apparently the producers had something uh, did like they no no they just didn't like it for some reason I don't know maybe it's the the copious amounts of like sexual content and uh, and uh, like drug references in the the uh, lyricals the why would lyrics. you sign but, them on you if you already knew that their album cover was their cock I, I, well no 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 this this was the album where they uh, released it where it's just a picture of the guy's cock oh, so. okay. Ah. Yeah, that's and that's why they leaked it. Uh, well, they they leaked it, and that was the album cover. Yeah, I was going to say they put their. Well, that was an example of putting your own shit into the public domain. Yeah, that is <laughs> well, really you just know what? Literally, a big fuck you. It's a beautiful exactly. fuck you. I know they've had a couple yeah. albums out um, since this happened, but it wasn't that long ago. I think I was living here when. Uh, okay, so like, famously. 
De La Soul had a real hard time getting their stuff onto, say, Apple Music or Tidal mm-hmm. and shit because they yeah. had so many samples. Yeah. Yes. They couldn't, they couldn't clear them all. So one day, I, I don't remember who did it, but for some reason it came up either like on my Twitter or like fucking Instagram or something like that where Dale was like, yo, um, send us your email address and we'll send you our entire fucking discography. Hell yeah. And so yeah. I was like, all right, let's see if this does it. And son of a bitch, I got all their albums up to a certain point, mm-hmm. like everything. It's yeah. like artists don't even give a shit if they get money for what they do. Well, I mean, that's how. I mean, well, they do a little. They do. They pretty, do. But like, pretty lights back in the day made money like touring because like you could go to his website and just download the shit because he was using yeah. so many samples. He's like, yeah. you can't. You don't have to sell it. You can make the song, put it on your website, and kind of use that as a promotional fucking tool yeah. to get gigs. You know, there's there's ways to like noodle. You know. Yeah this stuff uh, a couple artists that i marble ponds uh does like vaporwave zelda tracks yeah i fucking love it all right uh, but uh um yeah it happened mean, back in the day all the time with uh industrial releases uh for uh, the longest time they would just yeah. release them and then they started getting in trouble and people noticed all the movie samples they're using and then uh well, one of the electric hellfire like, club releases was like delayed for almost a year or two because they had a good appearance on the well you know that, that was a big thing with some of the like it, it, like the progressive breaks, you know, like uh, the the bigger, more epic stuff. Um, they used to have these like really like you know I mean any genre would have these, but you'd get these really weird white label mashups, and they were just blatantly fucking. Just, <laughs> I have this one that has "Welcome to the Terror Dome" with like uh, fucking "Killing in the Name" is a mashup. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, you might have heard me play it on the on the thing, and it's just yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. Yeah, you're not. You, it's you pretty sick. You can't pay money for that, you know. Yeah. I mean? Or if you do, the, nobody can know about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's that's too good. <laughs> but I don't think either of those artists would care simultaneously. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? This is why. Well, that's the thing. This is why, like shit, like uh, I'm, I might do an episode on it just because it's very hackery and cyberpunky. Is uh, the Creative Commons, mm-hmm. yeah. which is you know a license that you can or like you could basically that's a form of copyright where you know if it's in Creative Commons you or types of creative commons like there are copyright that you can use where it's like okay you can't claim this is yours mm-hmm. however yeah. you can use whatever this the guts of this thing and mm-hmm. make something new and make money from it because we want you to do that we want this to be yeah. transformative for you and you know which yeah. is pretty cool i like that it's just as it it's i think it's just as good if not better uh, at than um this you know, because it's it's the same well, thing. It's, it, it's you intent. Have, you know what you're doing with this. exactly. Yeah, you, you have to like using taking from these historical works. <laughs> you have to you have to look at it as unlike it is a pit, but it is a pit of creativity where it's like you have all of these incredible ideas and stuff from the past. And I like that's why we do like history episodes sometimes. It's like you have to look at the past and think about it and be inspired. Essentially, well, I mean, and, and the pits where we live. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just, I don't have any illusions about it. And so that's what makes this more like a fucking toy box as yeah. opposed to, oh, this stuff is so old and done. You know, like, oh, yeah. man. We no, that's, so- that's Matchbox 20. Come on. You go through a junkyard, like, you may yeah. see a bunch of junk, but I see, like, I mean, it's, it's some fun shit. At yeah, least. I see a need for power tools. I yes. see, like, I see. A bunch of stuff that I can take a pipe to and <coughs> smash. Yeah, that trunk would make a great bench. Trash treasure <laughs> paradigm. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like my, yeah. and my biggest thing, and I guess we'll get to like what we, cause all of us pick stuff that we found like incredible from the public domain. That came, yeah. Some of mine, uh, mine are from recent, but they were from whenever. And my biggest thing was figuring out like what inspired other people who had better access to these, who watched them probably possibly when they were like early, like early, like that maybe they were kids. They saw them. Right. Yeah. And inspire them to make other things. Right. And, this is the stuff that the, like, this is your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this is the stuff yeah. that inspired, like, for example, like one of the works that you'll be talking about definitely inspired something iconic, you know, yep. in our yeah. era. And yes. it's, it's like, you know, this stuff is interesting and like history is interesting. Like if you ever get bored with stuff, I'm like, I, I never, I, I'm, I wish I never knew Jake Paul's name Yeah, <laughs> because like that, that takes up so many kilobytes of, of information that I could have inserted. Like, I don't know, uh, old cereals, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, old Buck Rogers shit. You know, like that, that would have been more fun to think about other than this guy walking into a forest in Japan. Yeah. I don't need to know this. Why do I know this? It's awful. Why do you know this? Don't why force you, it. Yeah, why you me? remind me. That's a weird I thing. Don't. I need, why? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's the, shit, why do you know this? It's, uh, I don't, I don't look for it. Dude, I, I know more about him than the current season of football for some fucking reason. Like that's what's, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Man, for real. it's been a rough four years, fellas. <laughs> I, learned, uh, I feel like I learned a lot about you just now. No, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> Anyhow, but yeah, no. So all this stuff, where are we at? Like what? Uh, so you want yeah, to do, do the round of round? Yeah, round? yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants okay, to go first? Let's, let's give the description first and then, and then we'll tell the title at the end. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, no, because no, mine no. aren't like that. I would just do it like I do thought it. we were going to talk about, you know, just kind of what the, the public domain means to each of us personally. Oh, um, it's First, a cool or, place for me to mind shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honest to God, like mine ideas. Well, I, see, God damn it. I came up with like two pages of shit. So. <laughs> oh, no, I, uh, I didn't. You, yeah. I, boy, you've been on a tear lately. I'm still yeah, in my yeah, whole yeah. life. Writer's blockness. It's, but it's the like, amphetamines, you guys. It's the amphetamines. There you go. Absolutely. No, I'm it's, in full it, Philip K. Dick mode right now. It's, it's one of those things for me that's just kind of like it. I'm glad it exists over there. And I know I'm, I'm glad that I can go and like pull from it. And I wish like hell that someone had like put that in a spreadsheet, <laughs> like all, just all of it. Here's the book spreadsheet. Here's the music. Same. Spreadsheet. Same. Same. Because I found one. Someone had done it. It was some sort of a, a company that was like doing it for reasons, you know, yeah. basically to put it out there for Hollywood. And it was like, cool. Cause a lot, they, they had it set up where, You'd see like the year, you know, it's all the same year. All that shit was 1928 that came out this year. But like, it, it, you'd go to like the Wikipedia page and then go down the rabbit hole. And I didn't have to do yeah. too much. I like, I went to the Wikipedia for one because I'd read the book and I just needed a refresher. And I'm like, all right, here's how I'm going to switch it. But like, it's a, it's a lot to pull from. And you have to kind of just go through them. And you only had to read a couple sentences before you know whether or not this is your shit. You know, yeah. like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Some of this stuff is completely of its time. And if you're a historian, you're going to be fascinated by this stuff. Well, Especially that's the challenge, if, too. It's, it's, putting, it's putting the lens on it that makes it relevant and interesting for today. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's a challenge. You do it right? with anything. Yeah, you do it with anything. Like, it's, it's worth the challenge, oh. yeah. 
Yeah, you even do stuff I, from the '80s, you know, and you try to like what's that like now, uh, uh, and like it's kind of been unofficially in the public domain. But last year, you know, uh, Metropolis came out. Yep. Uh, right. uh, yeah, and like that's yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very relevant. So. Oh yeah, yeah, because I think this year Coppola's uh, magnum opus is supposed to be coming out, Megalopolis. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I forgot about wow. that. It's like three hundred million dollar fucking giant. He's just wanted to make the sci-fi epic forever really, and ever. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hope it's good. I hope. I, I do, do too. too. I do too. I, mm-hmm. Adam Driver released a statement recently where he was just like, "Yo, this thing's mind blowing." And I was like, yeah, "Isn't uh, well, uh, Oscar in Isaac it. is it in it as well?" I think I'm in it. I think like <laughs> literally, like he just did something. It, it's like connect <laughs> New York movie where it's just like. <laughs> The they, town inside the dome inside the town. They have the technology now. They'll put you in it, man. Oh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast Chris D'Elia, <laughs> digitally remove him, put me in. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the Tignataro treatment. It'd be great. Um, oh, so <laughs> what are we what are we feeling for the public domain? Like, all right, what, what do we got? I'll, I'll, I'll go first. I'm going to go in reverse order. Um, all right. So there, there's this one book called Peter Lord Peter Views the Body by Dorothy L. Sanders. And it's basically, it's it's 12 stories about gentleman detective Lord Peter Whimsy. First of all. <laughs> nice. First of all. <laughs> Here of the realm, I'm told. Uh, he was uh, one of, one of the stories. Name. It's almost as good of a name as Bumfardo. <laughs> oh, we gotta say. Yeah, stay tuned. Dog you that. <laughs> Keep it under wraps. You don't understand. I need to Just do leave that. It there. Just leave it there. Dangle it in front of him. They have no uh, idea what the fuck you're talking about. You don't even about. know. Um, said too so, much already. Anyway, one of these stories, there's 12 of these stories, and I think most of them would take a little tweaking, but this one in particular, I, I definitely, um, I can't remember the name of it because I didn't write it down because I'm a jackass. Oh, no, I did. It's called The Abominable History of the Man with Copper Fingers. Oh, God. Oh, that's the amazing. Fuck? The Abominable and... History of the Man with Copper Fingers. Come on. Shit. That's amazing. That's that is incredible. Oh. That's like that's like my first album title. I mean, it's just... <laughs> anyway, so you've got you've some... got your fucking cyberpunk right there. Copper right. fingers, come on. That or oh, Kenny Crane's an album, you know. It gets more fucked up. So the story is this: this Wibbsy staying in this like hotel or staying at some rich fuck's house who does things, and um, there's this statue. And he, he like Wibbsy notices the guy kind of disappear behind this statue of this woman. It's like Can't a statue of his wife, right? Yeah, and or his his mistress or whatever. So the story basically involves the antagonist murdering and electroplating his mistress after incorrectly assuming she was having her affair. And he turns her into this fucking statue. And one guy there shows whimsy. He breaks her arm. He he like cracks it and there's bone. And he's like, this is his wife. He's like, oh, my God. So anyway, they have this fight at the end. And he ends up knocking him into this vat of cyanide and shit that electroplates him and that's how he dies okay, well, that's all metal as fuck and his yeah. name is fucking whimsy i will bluebeard there absolutely oh, man. Take the time to like steampunk that one or like cyberpunk that up like because it's <laughs> yeah. just like he's hiding a mer- murder in like plain sight first of all which is kind of fun but like the fact that it's 1928 and she's talking about like electroplating and i'm just like man mm. We really haven't moved that far, you know. Like, it's like people still using that term. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, there there may be a little slightly fictional element there. I don't know if that's quite how that works. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. Like, 
Something well, happened. What if a guy's like, uh, you know, making his wife into a cyborg against her will, like a boxing Helena kind of shit? I mean, uh-huh. yeah. see, there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the joy of digging into this shit. Yeah. Precisely. All right, who's next? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Okay. So my fr- my first one is like that's the it was the first thing I gravitated towards for public domain mm. was the film. Who and this has been like you know people have uploaded this to other places for ages, yeah. much like Metropolis. But I got to see the good shit because that came on day of on Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Was the Man Who Laughs, nineteen twenty eight? Nice. And I got to so. It's the you know, Joker. It's the Joker. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the inspiration for the Joker. With like not just Batman the animated series, but like yeah, if you look at any any just like the Joker screenshot, then yeah, I mean, well the his, well the first appearance, it's dead nuts. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. And I like I already knew that I knew that for a long time, but then I actually watched it, and it is both not it's not it was done in a German expressionist style, so it was always kind of like dark and gloomy, and people like it was always labeled as a horror film. It's really a melodrama, <laughs> and you really like this dude. Yeah, He's like a, it, he, the way he, you describe it kind of makes me think of like Jane Eyre. A little mm. bit. Like, there's some swashbuckling. There's some, yeah, like, you know. I remember it was a little, it, that one was a little, like, it was also kind of spooky. It was very yeah, expressionistic as well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, but perhaps, it's like, it's, it's not a horror movie. Uh, perhaps it reflects on the horror of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's that that really seems to be the existential horror because, you know, oh, yeah. You, yeah, you, yeah, tell, yeah. you tell everybody what the whole premise is. Well, the mm. premise is basically like, it, in, Honestly, my only complaint is it wasn't like set in France. It's set in England, and the mm. English English royalty is kind of just funny. French mm. royalty, this level of decadence would have made a little bit more sense. But basically, a fucking king like he finds a, a rebel lord, a lord who's like rebelling against him. Find they found him like, and to punish him before throwing him in an iron maiden is to hire surgeons to disfigure his son's face, a uh, then yeah. kill him. That's some metal shit right there. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. They're like, there's some weird like stuff about like Romani Ro- Romani people. Like the mm. idea that they're like, this is like an old folklore thing of like, oh, they're banned wandering surgeons that'll like disfigure uh-huh. fa- your children's face to make them clowns. Like that was a real f- folklore thing. Dude, but, that's 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 futuristic. Man. Yeah, that's how yes, we're gonna be, right there. <laughs> we're gonna have roving bands of doctors in the future yeah. here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so the king bans, of course, the Romani from England because of this to cover up what this horrible fucking thing he did. And they leave the kid there with a permanent grin on his face. Mm. He finds like a baby, who, like his, her mom had died. Like, again, this is like all deep dark shit. There's like corpses hanging from, from like a uh, gallows and shit, like because the King's fucked up mm. and they find like this wandering philosopher who's just like this funny old guy with like, re- like weird hair. And he's like, Oh, I'll take you in, you know, mm. You know they grow. They grow up. He is this huge fucking dude with this horrifying expression, and he. But he could express himself. Like it's a lot of good acting, a lot of acting with your eyes. You know. Mm-hmm. Long story short, finds out who his dad did. He was a lord. They want to manipulate him to like put him back in. He's this like countryside. He's basically a celebrity because everyone knows the Laughing Man. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it, yeah. So you know, swashbuckling ensues. You know, oh God made me. You know, he, he rejoins his people. It, it's a, like again, go watch it. It's a great film. But there's so much inspiration here. Like you could do so much. That should be the. So. That should have been the end of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and the big difference is, it's like you think this is going to be like because you know, inspiration of the Joker. You know, like yeah. no. Now that I know what the film is about, I'm like, you really like him. He's like a Quasimodo. 
you know? Mm. I was going to say it sounds very uh, <clears throat> Quasimodo. Very. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, who, who's next? There's a lot of potential. So are we, like, are we... I made my little dust jacket uh, description of what, what I would adapt. Yeah. yeah. The public <laughs> if you want it. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, so I picked, hit, hit, uh, hit with one of yours, and then, and then I'll do mine, yeah, and then we'll yeah. go again. Yeah, my first, uh, my first one that I picked was uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Hell yeah! Because I think that yes. there is a lot of potential there for. This is know, one that I, mean, that I was going to pick hey, before I heard that classic. you picked it. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to pick it before you picked it, and uh, and yeah, I've always thought it's a really underused property. It was a really good pick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like everybody knows about it, but that's I feel like because of fucking Looney Tunes or some shit. But it's well, just yeah. like. I mean, it's it's classic gothic fiction, and it's not yeah. you know, it's often referenced as like Frankenstein, and it's <laughs> the, it's the been harder asked about like the duality of man. Mm-hmm. It's been mm-hmm. it's been harder. Oh, well. You know, I I think that honest to God, the Incredible Hulk has examined the shit out of that like theme for sure. Yeah, yeah. But but sure. but at the same time, I think the problem with that. Is the last time we actually saw like a Jekyll and Hyde in cinema was in, in fucking the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, yeah. and they just made him yeah. a Hulk. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that it's time for it to be kind of reborn and turned into something. Else. Yeah, I, like I mean, her. and like, and well, the thing with the the, and I'm gonna say this right now, like I have only seen the Hulk once, the the Ang Lee Hulk mm-hmm. <laughs> once. And I actually really enjoyed it. I was yeah. 12 at the time. I still have a soft like, spot for that piece no, of shit. I, I'm really <laughs> related to it. I, I've always really related to the Hulk a little bit because, you know, because yeah. of that that dualism. That, and all the steroids. Know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's true about it because uh, that, that always bothered me, like the, the way they Hulkify his character. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you read, mm-hmm. if you read the actual book, he, he is like a, a bigger kind of grotesque looking guy, but he's really more of like a serial killer kind of vibe to I him. think yeah, there's well, a, there have been so many different takes on the Hulk. Yeah. You had like the gray dude who was like a fucking fixer in Vegas. You had the, I will say if you've never, I, like, I, I like the Hulk. I kind of grew up with the, the Ferrigno show, the Bill Bixby show. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, the, the, the walking away piano music will like be stitched into my heart forever. But I would have to say <laughs> in all of that time, there's one episode, like one issue of the Hulk that was like an annual where it was this like hero for the day. And it was some sort of futuristic apocalyptic landscape that Hulk gets transported to. And it's, just all these dudes run around murdering people and mm-hmm. whoever gets the most kills is the hero for the day. And I really like that story. I wish I could find a copy of that again. Cause I haven't read it since I was a little kid. Um, yeah. It just really stuck with me. <clears throat> and then the more recent, um, I think Al Ewing wrote it. The immortal Hulk is yes. Fucking yeah. fire. Yeah. It is really good. Do you want it like an exploration horror. of horror of mental illness? Cause that's a big thing for Hulk is trying to deal with his past. Sure. Yeah. Next uh, level mental illness, cosmic yeah. horror, the yeah. how Hulk the universe will end. Like well, it's all in the series. It's fucking part of phenomenal. it too. Part of it too is, you know, we create the Hulk to be a very sympathetic character. You're supposed yeah. to sympathize with him in the audience. Not so I much with Hyde. A <laughs> Not slightly so much with different Hyde. direction <laughs> sure. with with, uh, with with what I'm calling Shadow Brain. So oh, yeah. here, here's my yeah. uh, uh, description. And by the way, I, I don't know if these guys are. Well, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but like all these ideas for me, I'm, I'm releasing them out into the public domain. Uh, so if you're listening <laughs> to this and you. Like, think that there's really a story here, and you can do something with it. By all the fucking means, go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. Take, take my ideas because I'm not going to do. It. I'm not invested. Like, oh. I've already got my fingers in too many other fucking pies. To Subscribe do this to shit. the Patreon. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So 2086. Dr. Henry Jekyll has worked diligently to maintain his position as head of development at the Janus Corporation, the largest tech firm in the allied corporate nations. People are tearing each other in the streets below over what? Drugs, VR, sex doll androids? No, Henry knows that he's gotten everything he, he has through a life of hard work and moderation. He only takes a Braxine when the job calls for it, which has been a lot more lately. But when the board finds out that he's been getting it from an unlicensed pharmacist, they have him over a barrel. As punishment, Jekyll will become the first human subject of his team's latest scientific development. Project Shadow, a cranial implant that connects the subject's mind directly to the internet. The Shadow will be an AI copy of his brain that manages the flow of data. Now Jekyll has another voice in his head. That voice is his own, but it's telling, th- it's telling him things he doesn't want to hear. Things about the world below, things about Janice, things about himself. It's given himself a name, Hyde. Okay. Three seasons in a movie. Hold on, hold on, on. I'm not quite done. (laughs) Okay, a voice is manageable. But when Jekyll begins to lose time, he he starts to worry. When the media turns its gauge to a vigilante hacker with an untraceable identity who also goes by the mononym Hyde, he begins to sweat. Uh-oh. And when corporate auditor Bioroid Gabriel begins obsessively pouring through the dev department's <laughs> financial records to find some misplaced funds, he begins to panic. So, Dude, this ain't a dust jacket. That's the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> so, honestly, it was my, was my trouble, too, when I was writing this. I was like, nope, nope, stop getting into the plot. Just give him a little taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if that's a good like, one. Yeah, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. See, that's the kind of shit that you can do. Like the only time I've ever seen like an interpretation of, of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was that one movie with um, what's his face? Where it was the, the, no, no, it was through the point of view of his maid who was who he's like romantic. Mary Riley, yeah, mm. it was Mary Riley with uh, Julie Roberts. That's a good yes. movie. Yeah, it is actually. Uh, where it kind of makes him more of a Jack the Ripper kind of type, but like, nice. mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I, I like, I like. I like that shadow. I, I would love to see Thank Jekyll you. and Hyde as like a, a psychological thriller where it's like Hannibal meets Mindhunter. Oh, I mean, this where is he's just like hunting himself. It's just fucking Fight Club, killer. really, is what it is. This is Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, thinking, of, what, what, okay, you got Jekyll and Hyde. What about Tango and Cash? Like, you know, something. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yeah, so I see, mean, making a buddy, making a buddy cop movie. Yeah, and also, <laughs> I mean, there's. Uh, Man, there is a lot of potential because there's never really been an inversion of the trope. Hyde's always a bad guy, mm-hmm. but like, what if Jekyll was a bad guy? And Hyde was like, with? "No, I'm here for corrective reasons." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. gonna put on some Debussy. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, zero. What do you got? Yeah, the zero. first one that I laid uh, that that I kind of laid down into pr- uh, print here. Uh, I'll give the, the synopsis first, and then I'll kind of give the, the name at the end so you can see if you can kind of guess it on the way. But <clears throat> And I'll try, try not to read this in my best in-a-world voice. Uh, <clears throat> London, 2099. Teleportation and digital immortality have forever changed humankind, if you're one of the lucky few that can afford those things. The rest of the downtrodden population escape the drudgery of existence using a virtual reality dream-weaving device called a liminal artificial neural dimension, or a land that allows you to control your dreams. But for some, even a VR dream world where every fantasy can be imitated isn't enough. Kids are disappearing in strange ways, and things are happening in lands that seem to be acting, affecting the real world. 
Scotland Yard has assigned their best tech crimes detective to investigate, and what she'll uncover is a mind-bending tale of mystery and existential adventure that transcends the bounds of physical reality and explores the digital human interface. Join Detective Wendy M.A. Darling as she explores <laughs> NVR underscore land, uncovering the link between the missing users, the transhumanist hacker collective known as the Lost Boys, the brain pirate Hook, and the infamous Doc. cyber terrorist known only as Pan. There it is. <laughs> Give me the video. Yeah. There it is. And yep. that's, that's, that's Deleter Pan, the title. Uh, God damn, so, I love that. That's good oh, shit. Man. A buddy of mine and I, not that long ago, he, he had this idea of like the next, acting... the next big teen dystopia right there. <laughs> right? right? Yeah, it was very YA. And, and I told you the voice is like Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, what were you saying, Cornups? No, a buddy of mine, a little while ago, we were talking about it and we kind of put it down, but like it's still in the back of my head. He, he, was, he was thinking about doing um, Peter and Wendy, hmm. like the like the original like text. I guess of uh, Peter Pan. Yeah, uh, the un—it's the restored text version of it, or something like that. And I, yeah, because like, uh, um, for for, a while, for the longest time, the the text version was in the public domain, and it took almost like a decade or two for the play to be in the public yeah. domain. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, God, one of these uh, works was. Uh, oh God, I can't. All all quiet on the Western Front is in the public domain, but only yes. the German, only the German mm. edition. So yeah. like the American edition still tied up because you know there's just that movie on fucking Netflix. Somebody's paying for it. Yeah, it's not a global like it is a global thing. But it's not a global thing because we're so fucking cordoned off from everybody. You know, yeah, what it I mean? can be different depending on the the court you bring it to, especially if that court well, is in the United States. Yeah. And also, the United States is like the hub for at least a good percentage of the uh, entertainment in global the world. cultural entertainment export baby yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Yeah, yeah it's nothing compared to india's movie scene nothing oh yeah yeah hollywood is like a speck like that's why they try so hard to appeal to like china yeah you know they're always filming extra scenes and editing certain words out and changing the endings and stuff yeah. like that because Love they know country. there's like a billion fucking people there yeah you know they don't yeah. make shit uh oh scum went off oh, wait. okay he's back he's Scum, back. are you back hey what Scum. Hello. Check oh, one shit. two. Are you there? All right. So, hello. What, the f- hey, okay. what happened? Shit. Um, my power flickered. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh, uh, hey, your file's still going, so you're good. The mouse okay. is coming okay, for you. Yeah. yeah. No, it's been real bad outside. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay. It's okay. All right. No, no, all right. No, Leo, we, we're leaving this in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Whose turn? Who goes? Oh, okay. All right. I got one. I got one. So. Uh, there's this uh, this novel called Decline and Fall by Evelyn Waugh. That's and cool. I should uh, let you know that Evelyn is a guy. And oh. the reason, like, I thought that kind of initially uh, because it just reminded me of news radio because uh, Phil Hartman's characters, they, they kept, his first name was like Evelyn. Yeah, a little, mm-hmm. it's like a boy named Sue kind of situation, which I appreciate. But but Phil Hartman kept correcting them. He'd be like, it's Evelyn. <laughs> and, uh, but this guy was like British, like a uh, fucking secure, like, uh, I'm sorry, he was like a spy in World War One, And um, he wrote just scathing comedies and like the end of his life is kind of not great for him. Like it mm. just, I don't know, he, he's politically eternal. It was like very dark for him in his last few years. But uh, anyway, he wrote this book and it, the, just the gist of the opening of it was enough for me to be like, oh, there's something here. So this young socialite gets caught up with like a wealthier fraternity's prank and he kind of gets left holding the bag. Like he gets expelled. Ooh. All right. And he's, he's also kind of like 
you know, wealthy, but he, he defaults on his inheritance because he, he gets kicked out of school. Yeah. That's like something from like back then where it's like, this is like a familial thing getting into this university. If you're wealthy, yeah. well, like you're yeah, whole- but there's still things that you got to do. You know what I mean? Like that you have to, in order for him to get his inheritance, he has to get this degree. He has to become a, you know, a professor at this. It's a bigger thing than it is now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what happens is, is that he's forced to take a job teaching at an obscure private school where the rest of the teachers are also fuck ups. <laughs> and I'm like that. That sounds amazing. The Climate yeah. Fall sounds awesome. I'm going to have to read this book. You know, I could also see it being morphed into like he has to go teach in a school that's just weird. You know, like maybe yeah. there's something ominous happening in the background that just never. You know. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, there's some like American uh, Horror Story meets the, Harry the Potter school kind of deal. from. Or maybe, maybe, neither of those things. Maybe more the, the <laughs> school, the SK. I don't know what you got against making money. Uh, <laughs> they both suck. Like I'm I sorry. Thinking, I, just, I was thinking more of the line. Yeah, I know. I, I know they, on this. they suck. I hate fantasy. First, I know they suck. Just but they make this money. out there. <laughs> I have to say that. Yeah, you're the guy who made a mech out of a golem because because I hate you fantasy. To so have a, you needed to have a mech. <laughs> yeah, I, I put a halfling in a basket on his back to control him. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I was thinking more along the lines of like Suspiria. Anything well, else? Well, nice. wasn't there? What was it? Like I, fucking, I was thinking even like Invader Zim. Like all oh the God, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say the school from Invader Zim. Oh my God! Yes, right? <laughs> please. Yeah, give God. that to oh, me. Oh man, we need to talk about it. Oh, like I've no. had, I've had. Oh. Okay, I've I mean, had an article in the barrel for a long time on Invader Zim. I really need to talk about it. I well, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. We need to talk about. It oh, absolutely, because that shit's oh, hilarious. Man. Oh, if you're throwing it back oh, to that, so and you're talking good. about you know the school with the weird teachers. How about the faculty? Yep. <laughs> yep. Or that's or the treatment. Class of 1999. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what wet cool. hot American summer? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> It could be. It could really be just a combination of everything. Honestly, I want it. I, honest to God, yeah. if you guys haven't seen uh, uh, White Noise on Netflix, yeah, that, yeah. that's I'm modeling that a little bit on it. You know, yeah, yeah. the teachers all have these very peculiar specialties. Now one of them thinking. is an expert right. on Elvis. One of them is an ex- expert on Hitler, and they all like <laughs> hang out together and just talk about how they're experts on these things. It's fucking great. Mm. All, all I'm thinking of now is just all of these things you fucking mentioned, but in the weird like mid Atlantic, like 1920s, like mid Atlantic accent yeah. of like the 1920s. Yeah, the transatlantic. Right. Yeah, the transatlantic, mid Atlantic. What does that sound like? Transatlantic. I mean, what? I would assume. Um, like Rapture, the people in Rapture. <laughs> we all just talk through our nose and really quickly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except yeah. it's wet, wet, uh, white hot. Uh, what was it? Wet hot American wet summer. Hot American. But it's that. Yeah. I would like to see someone <laughs> with the, the transatlantic accent do that scene Paul Rudd does, where Janine Garofalo tells him to. He like knocks his fucking food tray onto the floor, and she's like, "Pick that up, pick it up." <laughs> and he just does this, the brattiest physical acting. Yeah, the puffin and the puffin. And the, Picking up one piece and reaching out uh, real dramatically to pick it up. It's so uh, fucking funny. Oh my god. Beautiful very... piece of work. Physical comedy. Uh, did that he, sounds did great. he learn from the millennials? Is that is that how that happened? What? What I could I don't know. Who the fuck knows? That no, that I do dudes like that in like seventy eight. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah. Eighty one. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's always that kid that was just like too dramatic for his own fucking good. Yeah. So who yeah. wait repeat the book again so someone could find it's called it. Decline and Fall by Evelyn, E-V-E-L-Y-N, 
Wah, W-A-U-G-H. You know, like the orcs in 40K. Wah. Anyway. Decline and fall with more DACA. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, Scum. Oh, I have my second one because I'm a big Buster Keaton fan. And this one entered the public domain, so I actually got to watch it, was The Cameraman. Oh, shit. Which I might do a Buster Keaton episode just because we wouldn't have, like, certain types of comedy or action films without Buster Keaton. Man, man was wild. The man was like, and a lot of like corporate fuckery in his life too. Like yeah. Hollywood is a fuck. That's big. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but the cameraman is basically a comedy where you have this like guy who is poor. He's just, a sh- he's just a dude. He's Buster Keaton. Cause every character he plays is just Buster Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. Like making tin types, which is like an early form of photography that like mm-hmm. chemically puts on, a photo into like a piece of tin on the street for like 10 cents. And he sees the, it's, it's basically like a, it's a romance comedy, right? He sees a beautiful girl, wants to talk to him, fucks it up because everything in the world is kind of preventing him from doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's just the, how do you describe the way he moves? (laughs) This film came out in 1920 and like the early, like 1928. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you could just turn all the sound off and it's fucking hilarious. Just oh, because yeah. of how he moves his facial expression, because again, there's no talking. It's wasn't, it's it's a silent film. Wasn't was Keaton the one that had like in one of his films, the, like the side of a building falls, and he yes. happens to be standing that was right later. Actually, <laughs> after this, yeah, mm-hmm. that is uh, yeah, still one of the greatest fucking moments of was trust it I've ever it, seen. Yeah. I think it was before this actually that happened because it was like his entire crew was like, Mr. Keaton, we would really like it if our meal ticket didn't kill himself in front of us. He's like, wait, yeah, I'm going to go hang <laughs> off the arm of this clock real quick. He hangs off like this with no net. So him and his, this girl, they finally get on date because he has to like crack his piggy bank opal, which is all dimes. So he has just pockets full of dimes going. He goes finally on a date. They get in a bus. A bit, another crowd shows up. So she he ends up on top and she ends up because it's a double decker. She ends mm-hmm. up on t- on the bottom. He ends up on top. Not a great start to the date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, the normal human thing to do is to climb the side of it while it's in motion. Of course, with no, you know, wires or anything like that, because, yeah. you know, this is 1928. That hasn't been invented yet. Safety they hasn't teach- been invented yet. Yeah, they so teach he- you that in junior high. This is normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just climbs the side of this bus and just like hangs out r- his butt right under the wheel and just hangs on with his arms as if they're inside. He crosses his legs. Nice. And it's fucking hilarious. It's, it's just a cop sees him on the way and he's like, what the actual fuck? Like, it, this is one of the. This is a What's film. your routine for core strength, sir? <laughs> exactly. Like this is a, one of those. I'm sure there's a crime here. <laughs> I picked this one not just because I like Buster Keaton, but because I don't know how you would ever be able to do something like this today and give it the same respect. I know they were supposed to make like a Buster Keaton movie, but the idea is, well, if you're using like nets and wires and shit, then it's not. I got I'm, one name for you, Jackie yeah. Chan. Yeah, you could. That's yeah, literally mm-hmm. like the closest thing that we've ever fucking seen to this. I think that it would yeah. be the closest in our lifetimes yeah. to seeing it, because today, if you were to try and do the cameraman, there would be like CGI and shit. And like, you know, it, I'm not, not saying we're good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You no, know, I'm seeing a huge return to practical effects that is really fucking cool. Oh, man. Oh. True. Yeah, I don't they, think. Just the, yeah. Practical we'll get into this not just that, but the marriage of practical effects and CGI. We're actually finally fucking seeing that. Well, it, it looks like it's in the room. It doesn't yeah, have that like, uh-huh. fucking three centimeter levitation shit like back in the old prequels days. You know, I definitely like, think that we wouldn't have like because he was an incredible comedian his entire life. I'm not going to oh, get yeah. too much into his life because I yeah. do want to do an episode on it. But uh, I don't think we'd have the raid without Buster Keaton. No. Weirdly enough, 
Like, I can see that. Holy I, shit. I don't think we could have that, that level yeah. of of, physica- of physicality of just fucking doing it. Because, like, you come it, fucking draw a line straight from the raid through Jackie Chan to Buster Keaton. I yeah, mean, it's, it's insane. Like, there's so much that could be that could be John right Wick, like all these, of this new, very acrobat. Yeah. Even even the Matrix to a certain degree. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is a film I don't know you'd be able to because a lot of Buster Keaton's films. It's like, well, how would you do it if you're not at risk of actual death? But it's worth a watch. It's important yeah. to watch to see the like. You can make the through line in your brain of what yeah. go what we have now that could mm-hmm. not exist without this film. Yeah. Also, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I. Everybody, you know, look. If you don't like pratfalls and slapstick, you you just you gotta light that fire inside you because that's it's a craft, yeah, you know, it and it's it's yeah. very difficult. Like yes. Three Stooges yeah. wasn't really my thing I mean, as much as me, say like Abbott and Costello. I was way more to Abbott and Costello. For and me, this is a silent film. You yeah, know? I think yeah. that's well. That's the that's. For me, silent film is t- difficult to get into because of all that physicality. I, mm-hmm. I think that's just part of me as a person. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's my. Oh yeah. Uh, because like I, I don't read body language super well, um, mm-hmm. but uh, and when it's super exaggerated and heightened, yeah, like that, and that yeah. that yeah. That, yeah. that irks me. That's it's like because, screaming. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So they're screaming at you with their gestures the entire time. But <laughs> yep. I like but I do admit there is like there are good ways to do slapstick and there are bad ways to do it. And well, I think that, you know, the nineteen twenties did see a lot of bad like bad slapstick, but oh, sure. kind of the same way that we still see really schlocky shitty Hollywood yeah, like, comedies today. Yeah, no, but, it's it's Sturgeon's law, man. Everything oh, yeah. everything. Ninety percent of it, ninety five percent of it, it's shit. The 5% is what you fucking live for. Yeah. It's yeah. different for everybody. Yeah, there's know? shots in the cameraman that you would think they made today of like, because thinking about the type of camera they were using at that time <laughs> oh, sure. to film, how did you do that? Did you chop the building in half and just follow it down the staircase? Because there's a yeah. scene where he just runs down the stairs. And I'm like, how did, could, would you go through the floor, which they probably did? They might have oh, just built a set. Like, yeah, because they, they're not... It's not a. Oh man! I've actually Look. seen a documentary somewhere about the set construction for some of his stuff. So many fucking sets. It's like almost yeah. like MC Escher's building the shit. Yes, that's fucking insane. Yes. I mean, god damn it! Like even Hitchcock has that one shot in Rebecca at the end when the house is on fire, where the camera pushes yeah. into the room, and I'm like, how is the film not burning? <laughs> See, I sometimes in don't the think about that. But yeah, there's a direct through line from that yeah. to the raid too, with that fucking shot where they put <laughs> they disguise the guy as a fucking car seat that's, yep. oh, that's brilliant <laughs> it's insane that is oh absolutely. man absolutely uh, absolutely it's a magical shot too like you it looks were, so good yeah. it's you, almost my right favorite there. shot if if not for that car scene in uh children of men yes that, absolutely. that yes. one is batshit mm-hmm. um, oh yeah yeah you, you oh, can't man. you can't take anything away from the and this yeah oh, go ahead. the what are, what are they called? These like continuous scenes, these like ten minute long scenes, like oh single yeah, continuous shot, shot single oh, shot. Oh my yeah. god, yes, man! Like the, that one in um, the lengths fuck. that they're going to these days are amazing, crazy. Like oh. what, what happened? There was a movie that came out somewhat recently that had a twenty minute continuous shot mm. action scene. Yeah, I don't remember which one it was. I'll say if you haven't seen, I think it's called Victoria. Hmm. I was going to say film? The Vast of Night. No. Well, the Vast of Night has some excellent, beautiful, yeah. long track yeah. shots. That movie's yeah. gorgeous. But check out Victoria. It's just batshit. It's a single shot for two hours. Oh yeah, yeah. No, there are some. And it's 
mother. You can see that. There's uh, a there's a moment. You, there's one fucking little hiccup where they're handing off a camera in Victoria, and it's the only time you even think to yourself, "Holy shit, this has been a single shot." Yeah, <laughs> I love that stuff. It's so fucking hard. Uh, Russian art. Yeah, because I yeah, Fuck. I, I don't notice a lot of that cinematography a lot as well. But it also the, here's the thing: they're not using film anymore. You can just slap a big yeah. fucking memory yeah. chip in it mm-hmm. and just go for it. And then, yeah. oh, fuck, that didn't work out. We'll just. All right, we'll reset it. Reset everybody. Yeah, this, reset. this isn't rope where you know is yeah an yeah. hour and a half of like, I mean, pretty well hidden uh, cuts, mm-hmm. but otherwise, like that's it's a it did well, that's, all right, hey, that's, I, guess. I love that shit too. I mean, you know, I love a long shot if it Other matters. Than Alfred Hitchcock, I don't like that he was involved, but yeah, <laughs> who uh, who's who's got who's got another who's got another property? Who's got another treatment? Yeah. Uh, I think it's fine. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Okay. So my next one is called Death Count, <coughs> which is based on The Count of Monte Cristo. Fuck yeah. Nice. All right. Oh, fuck. That entered the public domain. Oh, yeah. It's been in the public domain. I thought that <laughs> was. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we should, so no, not the movie. We should specify. Not this year necessarily, but. Oh. Yeah. Not not the uh, epic Jim Caviezel film. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the original by, uh, uh, not Victor Hugo, the other guy. Uh, Andre Dumas? Yes. Andre Dumas. Yes. Yeah. It's a good fucking book. Yeah, yeah it's well, a it, giant book, too. I mean, I mean yeah. the unabridged version. It was written in a time where he got paid to keep the serial going. Uh-huh. And it's all really... I've read the unabridged version one summer, and it's really interesting, but it's all like how much of this could just... And did get left on the cutting room floor? Like, yeah, like really, the yeah. only book like that that I've ever read and loved was fucking Madame Bovary. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wasn't wasn't prepared to like that book either. A lot of Dickens like, is like that too. Yeah. Oh, he was definitely. There's there's some stuff in uh, in uh, the Count of Monte Cristo that obviously <laughs> hasn't aged you know super well, like how it treats you know. Well, no, but it's it kind of has a slave humanity. girl. That's yeah. his property. Yeah. I'm not making any excuses for it, but it is a work of time. It's the first first ever like revenge story. Yes, that was yeah. Not the first one. No, because it literally ends with him like, you know what? I'm richer than God, and then just fucks off with the love of his life. And yeah, he literally he sails off into the sunset, and that's where you know I think that's where a lot of uh, westerns got. I, I wouldn't call it the first revenge story, given the existence of like. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say the first ever, but like the first one put into print, like as a serialized like revenge tale, as like entertainment, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as as genre fiction. There you go. I got gotcha. you. Yes, I gotcha. it's the first like revenge novel, swashbuckling. Hit us yes. with it because the title's right, already right, great. Right, right, right. Here's my pitch: Death Count. Ed Dantes has a, has his life made. There's a pattern here. Uh, he's got health insurance. An apartment in the swankiest mega tower in Marseille. A girl he's going to marry. He has a future in a city where many people don't. But all of that is ripped away when he unintentionally releases malicious AI Bonaparte from an, from an isolated server on what he thought was a routine assignment in the slums. To cover their own asses, Farron... Uh, oh, shit. I cut that out. Uh, Farron, his employer breaks Dantes's contract and turns him into the policy breach authority as a cyber criminal. He doesn't have a chance. His final destination is U-House, an inescapable panopticon on a desolate island. And there's no worse for a, for a, cor- uh, for a corporate cop to end up. 
But no matter how beaten to a pulp, the newly christened Eddie D gets in prison. As long as he still breathes, he will get out and revisit this abuse upon those who put him there tenfold. Mm. This rage attracts the attention of resident hacker, hacker Faria, who was known on the net as Priest. And Priest is in for writing criminals' new identities. <laughs> After their trust is earned, they arm Eddie with a blank slate and the location of a hard drive containing MonteCristo.exe, a program <laughs> that will trick any banking system into giving the user access to infinite funds. Black card. <laughs> when he escapes... Eddie will buy his way into, into corporate circles and ruin those responsible for his stint in hell. Nice. Will he become the very thing he seeks to destroy in the process? Nah, good. good I good, like good. that's the equivalent of finding like <laughs> I treasure, like, right? Yeah, gold. it's a treasure. Yeah. Pope, he also I'm, has to invent the greatest sandwich ever made. I want the French toast. I want the ham. I want the Swiss. I want it all. I want that jelly. Anyway, right. <laughs> excellent sandwich. Yeah, no, yeah that's I good. Think, and I think that there are. I don't know. I feel like the like cyberpunk prison drama is severely underutilized. Underutilized. In the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Genre. There would be a good act in that. That would yeah. be just that. So, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be an interesting story. Oh, what was Honestly. it? There was one of the expansions for Deus Ex, uh, Mankind Divided, where you're in a futuristic prison, but it wasn't uh, wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. Was, was it Super Jail? <laughs> well, it was Super Jail, but there was more rioting that happened very quickly in the uh, the story. It's what you hope for. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping to be like smuggling, you know, neuropazine to other patients and shit like that. <laughs> How would you get in them? Well, up your ass, obviously. <laughs> you think these ports are just for show? Uh... <laughs> All right, Zero, what you got? Uh, okay, yes, yeah, so I got another. Again, I'll, I'll just, just hit you with the, the Scholastic Book Fair blurb, and I'll give you the title at the end, but this one starts out. <clears throat> Rob had everything. Stock investiture, a luxury chalet pod in high orbit, and a junior partnership waiting for him at the optimal conclusion of this labor negotiation at the Gigaplant Earthside. Which is why the rapid, unscheduled disassembly of the rocket had made him so angry, entirely unexpected, and a real inconvenience. One which the pilot and crew had paid for with their lives. Idly, he wondered if he might legally lay a claim on their shares for endangering his life, and pondered if the captain's wife's seniority outranked his own. Stranded now in a radioactive post-climate change hellscape that he and his kind created, Rob must survive <laughs> to find rescue. It's only after he unwittingly befriends a mutant cannibal low-tech ganger called Fried Dude that he stands a chance at reaching a functional launch facility. For Fried Dude to earn a seat on the escape rocket, he must navigate the unlikely pair from gruesome misunderstanding to horrifying mishap again and again, all the while making Rob feel like he's the one in charge and calling the shots. Will the two of them, I guess at the end will the two of them survive the blighted <laughs> earth and each other's company long enough to find a way off world will fried dude call it a wash and eat his erstwhile friend find out in Tarzan close the life and strange surprising yes. survival of Robertson Cruz Chow of Space Z the HR manager <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you fucked that up bud coin ops yeah huh? uh, that was close, close. Close. Yeah, fried dude, Friday is a cannibal. Yeah, yeah. 
I, uh, I, do, I do appreciate like that's the thing. It's like it's funny you brought up Tarzan though, because I would like to see also a non-racist Tarzan, but that was also written by eugenicist. But I mean, uh, isn't it isn't it basically Spider-Man <laughs> at this point? I yeah, mean, I mean, yeah, no. But Robinson Crusoe seeds Tarzan having a way. funny Robinson Crusoe would yeah. be like. I want to, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I want to like, I, I like well, the that's, cannibal. That's like, fuck this guy. That's what's so great about these, you know, well-known stories entering the public domain is that like, you can just tear the shit out of, like, you can tear them a new one. Yeah. Well, that one is so Wait, Robinson Crusoe is based on a the fuck out of them. Robinson Crusoe is kind of based on a true story of like a uh, one of these like you know true stories from the 17th century, the life and hard adventures of somebody who needs to make a lot of money, but right. of a guy. So yeah. all we really have is his his account of the tale, and that was turned uh, into yeah. Robinson Crusoe. And I always wanted to like imagine it's like. Friday probably kept his ass alive. Like, yeah, yeah. he's telling us what happened, but I would like to see it like how it really happened, where like oh. instead of him killing Friday's friends, maybe they all boot partied him, and Friday felt sorry for him. It's like and a big like, trouble in Little China kind of take. Where took him through like, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Took him through the whole adventure, and kept him alive. But Friday is totally oh. running shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And actually, they did something like this in this, in like seventy five. Peter O'Toole did a um did a movie with. Uh, the actor who played Shaft, where it was kind of like a, a spoof Richard of this. Rattry? Yes, yeah. A spoof oh. of this, um, of the, the Robert Scrooge. So, uh, like, trying to be civilizing to Friday and Friday not, like, going with it. It, it was, uh, I, I didn't see the whole thing, but um, looked funny, the, the, the clips I checked out. But anyway, oh, I always wanted to see that kind of reversal, role reversal in a comedic yeah. way. And I think, yeah, like, yeah. A, like, a romp across a, a wasteland and just, you can make a lot of lessons there between the two of them. Absolutely. A lot of contrast. Almost like a uh, uh, Hell in the Pacific kind of meets uh, Enemy Mine, but in Robinson uh, Crusoe. Yeah. I fucking love Enemy Mine. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I'd watch that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So, all right. Real, real quickly, because we're, we, 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 we're, we're getting a little short on time, because we're doing something different. We're trying to come in under two hours per episode now, so that I can post this shit on the Thanks. YouTubes. So you may or may not be seeing this shit on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope. Anyway. Other big news. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. We're, we're, we'll get it all out. Don't worry. It's <laughs> churning. Carrying um, on. Yeah. yeah so. So. Yeah. All right. So my last one uh, is uh, it's just it's, it's D.H. Lawrence's Lady Chatterley's Lover. This totally needs yeah. like to have some sort of cyberpunk um, you know, exploration. I think mainly because I'm not the one to do it. Uh, the, like the way this needs to be handled. It's it's. You have to understand, it's a horny book. <laughs> it is a horny book. And well, it so, wasn't published so, so in so the was, American, uh, like, United States for a long time. So like, was razor wire pubic hair. You know, it could. Mm-hmm. You could do it. You could do it. Sure. Well, this, this this uses the word cunt like a comma in parts. It's uh, <laughs> it's it, this this book was unpublishable in the United States until I want to say like 1960, and it's like damn Jesus. But I, I like I read it in college. It was like one of those books that you get assigned, and I it just took me because it's a fucking great story. It's a really well written, and it's so funny. <laughs> like you don't understand, you won't believe it was written in 1928 because it seems like something that, like Andrew Dice Clay wishes he yeah. had like this level of being able to swear and do shit like sex jokes and stuff. Like this stuff yeah. is fucking off the charts. So anyway, basically. It might possible cyberpunk take. It's where uh, Constance, who is Lady Chatterley, um, is and her husband Clifford. Uh, book starts. They're both really bigoted against cyborgs and shit. They don't see them as pure, you know, like they're others. 
You know yeah. what I mean? And then he goes off to war and he's injured and his like entire lower half just doesn't work anymore. So they, they just lop it off and they give him robot legs, except they don't work because they're constantly glitching and he ain't got no dick no more. So she goes to their mechanic. Is it, uh, is it in the shop? I just, she doesn't like what's on offer. Let's put it that way. It's yeah. just, you know, she, she's like, I could do that myself. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, anyway, she meets their mechanic Mellers and then they fuck. As you do. But I mean, she's doing it for like extremely like bigoted reasons, yeah. you know, as opposed to like in the book, it's just yeah. more like uh, my needs aren't being met kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot deeper than that. There is like, because Clifford's not a good guy. Like he's kind of a dick. There's like a debasement issue too, isn't there? Kind of, yeah. And uh, you know, it's a, there's a class exploration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like she's upper crust, and then you know, Mellers is just the gamesman. You know, like it's it's a really fun book. It's a it's a lot of. It, I'm sure um, there have been tons and tons of letters and or I'm sorry, uh, papers written about it. And I don't I don't read them because I just I like the book. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> go. <Scum. laughs> <laughs> Mine's just actually just a song because uh, it's that old gang of mine by Billy Moreni and uh, Ad Small. All right, it's something. I sh- it was just something I want to hear sampled into something because it's I'll like oh it. that that old gang of mine, you know, missing a neighborhood, you know, wanting to go back and see the old gang and whatnot. And I know that that can be made very funny and pretty badass just yeah. with that alone. Yeah. So, yeah, whoever did that fifty-five Wubs remix should do that. <laughs> oh my god, yes. But the point, the point is, like, all the, there's a, a lot. There's music now. There's a lot, yeah. actually, quite a lot of music in the public domain that you don't have to feel bad about sampling. There, there are music that people sample even without permission now. There are no longer wax cylinder recordings. <laughs> we've, we've moved into the old seventy-eight like uh, fucking platters that like would shatter if you dropped them. Yes. Those oh, now, now they are preciously archived for your perusement and use. God, I wish I still had like I, I have a turntable now that like my brother gave me that it's, it's an old uh, Newmark Twenty X One that actually plays seventy eights. And we had this World War Two propaganda like stack, <laughs> and one of them was like, "I'd like to slap a dirty little uh, Japanese person." Let's I, say, I, oh, uh, spicy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was not great. It's Ooh. not a good song. You can look it up on YouTube and you'll regret it. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's really yeah. upsetting. Yeah, man, I remember seeing uh, some Bugs Bunny cartoons when I was a kid that I was like, that's, oh, yeah. that's not that's not right. I knew that was yeah. right. <laughs> Dude, even... Yeah. Like, yeah, no, Hitler sucks, fucking, but what's well, this other shit? You know? Yeah, there's some more recent shit, too, even. Uh-huh. That, uh, that's just others. not aging well. We're all yeah. problematic. We're all problematic. It's but, almost like a lot of yeah, stuff the Big D it. did isn't great yeah maybe don't have heroes <laughs> maybe yes that's uh good advice good advice very am good i gonna advice. find like a rat head in my in my pillowcase now <laughs> i don't know where he'll pop up man i got well, i got a head says maybe i got stuff i can say about that all right what do we got shadow all right all right all right so my last one is called in the red which is based on The Mask of the Red Death by Edgar Allan Poe. Because if there is any fucking time that we could use in a, a, like a cyberpunk adaptation of this. <laughs> I'll any, tell you now. Anyone. Any Wait. adaptation you, it needs to be did guys, adapted. Did you guys see it? Follow the House of Usher? Oh, no. no not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> Your Mask of the Red Death episode is pretty fucking fire. Yeah, 
rough. It's a lot, and it, it also has a, yeah. it has a new remix of Closer. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you should watch that shit. You can watch that shit aside from everything else. I may have to get. Netflix I think I just want to see somehow. more. What'd you say? Oh, I, I just don't have Netflix right now. To- yeah, neither do I. Pirate. <laughs> 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 I mean, Blackbeard. I mean, it, that's in the public domain, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, okay. So, in the red, it's a troubling time. The economy is in another recession. There's another super virus going around. There's another fascist president, although this one's an android, so that's progressive, right? <laughs> Jobs and food are running out. It feels like the end of the world all over again, so why not throw a party? The gifted and talented individuals of the elite class have been cloistered too long in their homes, interacting only in VR in fear of the rabid masses. But Jeffrey, a.k.a. Prince Prospero, thinks it's time for them to come out of their shells and live like there's no tomorrow from the, from the safety of his penthouse smart mans in Prospero Corp Mega Tower, guarded 24-7 by state-of-the-art security, of course. With a thousand of his closest friends, he will live in debauchery until human life ceases to exist. Whenever that is. Or until the hacker group, known only as Red Death, penetrates Prospero Corp's impenetrable security and locks the doors. I didn't didn't know this was about Mark Zuckerberg. Keep going. (laughs) What happens next? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. No, okay, I like good. it. Got it. I like it. That's what uh, makes it fun. <laughs> yep. There is so much Poe that needs any treatment. It needs like he wrote, he yeah. wrote such mm, good like, not, stories. Not like starring Poe. Right. No. Yeah, us- yes. <laughs> oh my God. Please stop putting Edgar Allan Poe himself into things. Dude, he has like, so many detective <sighs> stories. He's kind of look. He's one of the things I really. Did I mean, like he did have a, he did have a very interesting show. life. He did. But, I like that he was yeah. the uh, the the uh, the hotel or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is pre- that was yeah. pretty cool. That well, was that actor did a good job. job. Yeah, that, that was one of their. I liked him in the first season, the second season where they. I didn't, get that that I didn't even get to the end of the first season. Mm, yeah, yeah. Some really yeah you know what? You, you probably hop, you probably jumped ship like. I don't like Joel That's the first season solid. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. say the first oh, season solid. Joel really is Without the best part of that show. I like the uh, not too much. Anyway, yeah. We, uh, <laughs> anyway, so good shit. You're right. More Poe. Uh, boom. Who's last? Yeah. Uh, Wait, so I'm, zero. Yeah, I've got zero. one more. Um, yeah. And this one, I'll just give the title up front. I went with Three Penny Opera because Three Penny Opera yeah. kind of already has a, a history of adaptations. Mm-hmm. It's based on the. Beggar's Ballad. It's like a like a picaresque romance from the again from yeah. the 17th century, like a pay in three acts kind of thing. Um, and then in the 20s, uh, a German group did uh, a musical treatment of it, and that's the one that has recently entered um, into the public domain. Okay. Uh, so I figured as a musical treatment, I would kind of like do something that's in the vein of like Repo the Genetic Opera, but more okay. like. More like Eight Mile meets Streets of Fire. Okay. So, uh, okay. Again, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know here's here's my elevator pitch. <clears throat> Mac the Rizza. <clears throat> oh Mac the Rizza. Mac, Mac the knife. Say less. You win. Is an underground <laughs> rip hop artist in future London, where freedom of speech and the arts are strictly regulated. <laughs> Any media not dubbed pop by the state control boards <laughs> is subversive. <laughs> 
<laughs> and therefore illegal and punishable by jail or death. It sounds like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Mac the Rizza fans. Uh, Mac the Rizza fans are mostly young, reckless hype gangers like he had been before the war, or a lot of broke down cyborg army vets like he was after the war. But his biggest fan has to be the best friend from his army days, Sergeant Jackie Tiger Brown of the Vice Squad, who keeps Mac one step ahead of the state media police. Everything is gold and gravy for Mac. That is until he fails. He, sorry, <clears throat> until he falls for pop idol Polly Peachum. <laughs> the beautiful and seemingly perfect megastar reveals that she exists in a virtual prison, a contract slave to Omnibiz, the Showtun- showbiz entertainment company. Nope, Showtunes. Showtunes Business Company. Better. I want yeah. a Showtunes Business Company. Okay, edit in the moment. I love it. The two musicians plan to elope, but not before Omnibiz discovers the plan and hatches a scheme to get Mac imprisoned and executed. A heartfelt musical treatment of rebellion, defiance, love, and danger in a gritty, high-stakes, corpo-noir future. Give this man that. $6 million. Make me this film. <laughs> and that's We're a- dragging the fuck out of it and somehow... Oh, man. That's, uh, that's somehow Dolph Lundgren needs to be in it. Three milliopera, <laughs> and man, that is uh, fuck. Yeah, that'd be I great. love it. Three milliopera, we got it. This I heard is, the music this in is, the background. This is what makes us rich, you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm telling you. I'm telling <laughs> so yeah, if you're listening, Netflix, uh, Paramount, uh, where's the list? Uh, uh, Disney. If you're listening, yeah, just you know, get in touch. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a relatively cheap alternative. <clears throat> fuck, we should we should have. I don't know, like a, a, a different uh, uh, channel in the Discord <laughs> that's just workshopping this shit. Yeah, that would be actually pretty cool. <laughs> actually, make that happen. Put, put, put like, bad I do idea. have to say, like, do the bad idea workshop. Anything, then. anything is better than Repo the Genetic Opera. I like <laughs> Repo. I love uh, the idea of Repo. Wasn't Ogre in it? Yeah, he wasn't. Uh, was I have no problems with Repo the Genetic Opera. I, actually, uh, yeah. uh, I love I it for just, what it is. I know I a lot of people don't like it. Fucking goofy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that doesn't stop me from loving a thing charm, before. Right? Yeah, that and just Repo Med was oh man. Yeah, the only the only the thing Jude Law movie. Title, yeah. yeah, of all of the, the Repo movies, that's the only one I've seen. I've never even seen Repo Men, like the old one with. Uh, we might do that. We maybe we'll do that. The Jude Law one was solid. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. in that. That one's actually. the only. That's the only. Good <laughs> and Forrest Whitaker in it. He's yeah. badass. I love him. It's He's a guy you love to see. And again, I think yeah. there is this in that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now we got to see the one with the like glowing car. Yeah, I that, have never seen that. That's movie. the only good one. Yeah, in my opinion. See, we would have to see that repo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, it Fuck. is. It is a very punk film. It is. Uh, yeah, for sure. To kind of like pull it back to you know the the, the mouse and uh, and uh, and Steamboat Willie in particular that it has been done before that he was parodied and. Nothing really happened about it, but I thought it's worth mentioning. In like 1968, there was a 30 second short of like Mick, 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 the, the mouse, excuse me, the mouse goes to Vietnam and like basically like he gets there, he steps off the boat, and he gets like killed. It's a 30 second short, <laughs> or, um, uh, something like a 30 second short that was released, and Disney really didn't do anything about it because they didn't want to draw any attention to it, and I guess nothing yeah. sort of happened to it. But um, well, they had like. Well, they never did anything about Bambi meets Godzilla either. If, uh, yeah, same thing. Yeah. If, yeah. If I was going to do it, I would put Steamboat Willie in like Apocalypse Now, going up the riverboat, like <laughs> psychological drama, war, war of war. Wait, I got it. Characters. 
I just wanted some mangoes. <laughs> Never get off the boat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you said it, Willie. Never is. get there off the go. goddamn boat. You said it. Willie. Oh <laughs> man, he plays Colonel Kurtz in that. Little oh. steamboat Pete, obviously. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> same shape. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Kurt's got off the boat. The horror! <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. That's really good. They give me a lot of That's really us. good, yeah. I told you, I watched this. Shit. I was, because yeah. we were talking about, since we have a couple minutes left here, uh, you know, we were trying to spitball, like, how, how would you, like, and I, I'm like, look, I've watched that thing a bunch of times. I watched some clever dude, like, overdub it and oh. turn it into this, like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's really good, but it's just like. Yeah, it's just a shit post, really. Yeah, I mean that's. I think the best thing you can do with Steamboat Willie is just shit post with it. I think yeah, the, the fact because, that they're trying to make a horror movie out of it's stupid. Yeah, I like the first I person those, shooter. Um, I that seems talk, pretty cool. I want to talk yes. about that too. It was just when I, mean, I said like, oh, horror movie. I'm like, oh, genius. Like, really? Come on. It happened just, last time. Yeah. I mean, Low hanging fruit. Cool. I want to yeah. see. Uh, I want to see so Steamboat Willie awful. like uh, deliver a, a boat full of migrants you're gonna you know, talk safely about to the shore. Horror, really, you should talk about the horror of Disney, like through the mouse. Uh, just eating all media. Like, yeah. we're mm-hmm. getting to that point. And this is our only fucking recourse of action at this point. <laughs> like, we can't, we can't the scraps and take fight them. them. Well, we can't, yeah, yeah, we can't, like, actually openly fight them. We can't sue them or anything. Yeah, well, I, agree, so, I, I agree with Zero to make, like, I like your interpretation of, like, you know, him helping out immigrants. I do like mm-hmm. that idea where it's like, that does defang this horrible corporate machine. I think the reason that's been, mo- it, this has been, like, the big year in public domain is because of, like, the not the insult because th- there's history in this like the whole thing with Sonny oh, yeah. Bono wanting like you know copyright to be infinite and shit and yeah. like like shit like that oh, fuck yeah. Sonny Bono but like the point yeah the point is is like it this is kind of like a chip in that Disney's stranglehold on media and that's yeah. why it's, it's like the first appearance thing. of their most iconic character yeah, yeah. and they, they and have somehow to somehow underst- we're yeah. allowed to play with this what the fuck now yeah. there's still grounds for them to sue you over this you're gonna lot oh, absolutely hard yeah make no yeah. mistake if you do something yeah. they don't like with it you, yeah you know no they will yeah. have no but no yeah no here's what you do here's you. what you do you get Tom Hanks to back an animation of him running one of them fucking uh, boats into Normandy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there That's you it. Go. Done. It's like 15, 20 seconds long because everybody gets turned into fucking puddle. Do I have the nose? I'm blooming out on the beach. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like. I'm not just getting closer. My I'll stop moving, huh? <laughs> my whole opinion on this is that yeah i think that copyright does need to exist in some form i think it has a place and then you know there's a yeah. bigger discussion we could have about that but like i mean the ideal it, situation and but yeah the way that it works is it's the transfer of funds you shouldn't be able to sell the rights to something that you created well, here's the think. thing. It's one thing if you have a copyright on something as an artist, right? As a writer. I know yeah. plenty of writers, you know. It's one thing if you have it. It's another thing when a megalithic fucking, mo- like, more money yeah. than God company has a copyright and it's like, yeah. you, you, this is our money maker, but it's like, but you have so much money. Yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. And the, the, the irony of it is that, like, it's all just going to fucking, like, shareholders and bonuses. Yeah, yeah that's like, it. <laughs> you look at how much money they're spending on these movies that look like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. there's, there's just something going on there where I'm like, eh, it seems like money laundering because yeah. as well, no, because we saw what $80 million can get you with the, 
the creator. And yeah. we also saw with $13 million can get you with fucking Godzilla minus one. Yeah. Godzilla. It's a Godzilla. stunning film. Yeah. Like, it's really is, like, what? That's, al- that's already been like, what, a billion oh, dollar like It's made franchise. its money back and then some. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's, it's gone around the world. It's because it's, it's fucking good. You know, yeah. like, it, it's what you can do with these things because it's a take on the first one you know it's a redo it's kind of like shin godzilla it's a reimagining of the origin sure. you know yeah. and and that's what you can do with these things to tie it all together yeah we have all these like uh properties that are very old and you might have to read uh ancillary material like you read the book like what the fuck is this word you might have to look it up you well, might have to look up what's going on at the time you know when this is set because uh, like it's a good way to get into history because t- the stories are interesting it's it's better than a dry text yeah you can go to the dry text later to get the meat but you know to be immersed in the description of a time by a person who's there is gonna pull things out of your brain for you to map onto these things so it makes sense to you and that's where like these things can be reimagined however you decide to go with it like shadowling said steal this shit that's the whole point yeah. of this episode yeah. We're just trying to like be like, hey, there's a whole pool of fucking material here. Yeah. Don't try to remake I it. Wanna, well, just well, take it and sit with it and then make something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it, it internalize this shit. It's ours now. We get it. I it's mean, ours. Listen, everybody's like, everybody's creative process works like a different way. And 100%. sometimes, you know, sometimes you can make a really good thing. Well, that's why I work within the context of cyberpunk because that's something that i understand i understand like the noir uh, plot format mm-hmm. um and so i i uh, and so everybody has needs kind of like a leg up in some ways and if you give people access to public domain characters and settings that they can just kind of fuck with however they want to that's how they can express themselves mm-hmm. and yeah. it's well it, and it's also great because you can just invert so much of this shit you can look yeah. at something and then you can flip it on its head look at like fucking fables you know or uh yeah. the wolf among us that's yeah. based on fairy tale shit and you know you yeah. got oh, you know, so sure. many inversions of these fairy tale characters you know the big yeah. bad wolf is the good guy <laughs> oh yeah scum and if nothing else, like the like the incredible series devs taught us mm. during the end, nice. don't be like one of these fucks who want to change, make the future, and not understand history. Yeah, it, you have to understand, like I don't know Shakespeare and where the English language comes from before you want to like under like make the new thing. So don't yeah. be like these tech bros who just want to like make the future in this really weird fascist way mm. without understanding where you where where we came from. And, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing. Looking at the past, this isn't prophecy. This shit used to be read and applied to the timeline between then and now. How much progress have we made? How much have we regressed? Yeah. You know, like, what what is better? What is worse? Everybody always talks about, like, oh, I want to go back to the good old days. Dude, they weren't. No, they were not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't Dog, that was... Yeah, what was H.P. Lovecraft's cat's name? Yeah. Zero, <clears throat> what's up? Hutcha, hutcha. Oh, uh, just uh, to, to looking at the past and to... The, People have been doing this forever. There's a great Burroughs, yeah. a small yeah. Burroughs essay. I'm not going to read it because I'm not in art school anymore, but I'll put it in the Discord. Uh, but basically, if you, if you heard of it, Les, Les Voleurs, the thieves, mm-hmm. the, the yeah. big line from it is loot the lure. But the, the point of it is all art is derivative. Okay. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. Picasso was inspired by cave paintings. So yeah. make Literally, it do something yeah. with it. 
there is nothing original under the sun. Yeah. And that's that's what we mean here, because everything is just a, we're recycling everything else that we've seen. And the only thing, the only like. It's what's 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 the word I'm looking for? The only what makes it special is that it's yours. Yeah, exactly. You are the only like, prescription, the only instruction. Yeah, yeah, you're it's it's yours. Making yeah. I, I've mentioned this before. We had a DJ night where we brought the same like everybody used the same 10 records. And it was ten different. It was four different sets. You know, yeah. like it, it just get, we all have the same alphabet. Yeah. What are you trying to do? It's trying to make wingdings. You're gonna try writing wingdings. I'll slap you. It's not the content. <laughs> it's yeah. No one would use that for a logo. It. It's what you say about it, right? Through yourself, exactly. I mean, writing is a bit of a betrayal because you're uh, giving up yourself. You do, you're showing yeah, you do, your experience. But, you know, like. You're you know, a betrayal uh, to yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're you're betraying yourself to people. You're or portraying yourself. Uh, I don't know. Look like, at you know any what I'm fucking. Yes. you're fucking, giving yourself away. Uh, any Cronenberg movie. Like yeah, shit. He's got a new one where you get to that's coming out where you get to watch bodies as they rot in the ground. Oh man, yeah. And how much of this stuff is like cool. derivative from like I was thinking about Crimes of the Future again, and we need to talk about it because yeah. uh, it's such a good movie. Uh, uh, but uh, we got to land this plane. Yeah, it we is do. very much a yeah. Hold on, uh, zero, zero. Your hand is yeah. There yeah, is. we got yeah, yeah. Yep. It, okay. So yeah, we're we're still learning the time thing, but yeah. we yeah. are going to wrap now. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Uh, so thanks for f- do these things. Fucking play with this giant toy box that has been given to us, and, and claim other things as well. Uh, look I'm into still. Negative Land for uh, examples on that. And um, <laughs> Thunderphonics. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, make mashups, you know. Uh, get ready to fuck with Creative Commons. Let's make noise yeah. and stir Do anything. Up. Yeah. yeah. Make mean, anything. Yeah. Shit, isn't this today, is uh, Max, to isn't today ha- uh, Max Headroom Day? Oh, shit. Is, is it? Maybe. It? Well, we're recording this on January 9th. I might be wrong. Uh, anyway, so yeah. happy that. Yes, yeah. Oh, shit. Happy Max Headroom Incident Day. Goddamn. Woo! Fuck. Nobody said that on the Discord. I'm going to say that right now. There you go. See, I, why do I remember that? <laughs> goodbye, ever, goodbye, everybody. That is a cyberpunk holiday is what it is. Indeed. So, yeah, check us out. We're uh, Check out our Discord. Check out our Patreon. Check out uh, fucking Instagram, you know, for whatever reason. I'm on Blue Sky at CoinOps. Check me out there. I'm having no fun. Well, I'm having fun. I only follow cool people, so it's cool, you know. And uh, shit, what else? Is that it? 144.29. 144.31. 144.32. 